everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Premier League Podcast here on FanRag Sports. My name is Sebastian Norton. With me is Polly Quistel from New York City. And then we got Elliot Niblock. I don't know where you are. Um, I'm still in Montana, man. Okay. I told you. I almost got eaten by a bear. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, man, but like that's that right. could happen wherever you are. Well, you're rarely in a metropolitan have. area. Yeah, you yeah. could be in Chicago and be eaten by a Chicago bear. Broom, broom. Uh, uh, Ooh, wow. Yes. Oh, wow. Too bad they're a useless quarterback and can, still can't figure out their quarterback situation after 30 years. Hey, oh. Hey, oh. Anyway, we're not talking about that sport. Nope. <laughs> it'll come up, though. Trust but, me, it'll come up. But, I mean, they are the, they are the worst team in Chicago now, right? Uh, Yeah, probably. I mean, are the Bulls going to be good next year? Yeah, they're they're decent. They're decent. Yeah. Okay. I think. I think. And then you got Chicago Fire. They're actually pretty good. Oh, they're top. I mean, you know. top pretty much everybody's power rankings in the yeah. MLS. That, that's, I mean, that's this, what happens Chicago, when you bring in Basti. So. The Chicago Fire could be the best team in Chicago, and no one would give them credit for being the best team in Chicago. Let's, let's call yep. MLS what it is. But we understand the pecking order of sports in this country. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, although it's funny because I was looking at the tickets to the MLS All Star game, which is played at Soldier Field, and I'll be damned if they aren't only a little cheaper than most sports All Star games. Uh, well, because they're charging Cristiano Ronaldo, Gareth Bale prices to get not Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah, which exactly. Fox still is advertising that you will get Cristiano Ronaldo. Of course they are. Hmm. Five minutes, maybe. No, he's not there. Oh, he's not. Yeah, there. he's, he's not, not, he's not on his branding what? tour. Oh, he's off on his on his branding on his personal branding tour. Well, oh, did I tell you guys I saw Neymar, or rather, I saw a clutch of people excited about seeing Neymar and couldn't be bothered to wait for him outside of some store that sells watches on his branding tour in Tokyo a couple months ago. No. Oh, funny story. I actually was one of those people who couldn't be bothered to wait as last <laughs> Friday, last Friday I was walking to work and was walk and i walk by a, um, a, I don't know if it's famous. I think it's famous cause it's really old, but definitely high end and definitely expensive hotel right outside Madison square park and parked right outside the cargo entrance to that hotel were two buses that were labeled that had a sign in them for the FC Barcelona first team because they had a match that night against Juventus at in the Meadowlands. And I just went, ooh, that's interesting. And then was too lazy to wait for. I was like, clearly these guys are about to come out and go to training or something. And I was too lazy to wait for them. Hmm. I came back 25 minutes later and the buses were gone. And I went, wow, I should have waited. <laughs> yeah, but I just, I don't know. I can't, I, I really can't be bothered to fight through crowds to catch a glimpse of somebody whose photo I can find on my phone in five seconds. So funny story. There was no crowd whatsoever. Really? I oh, could have, I could have stood <laughs> right outside the door to that bus and been like, Oh, here you are messy. Cause I know you're with the team because you had no tournament this summer. Oof. There, there, not only, not only were there no crowds, there was no security. There, it was, I like, even I like better. Actually like I like walked by the bus and then did a double take backed up, took out my phone, took a picture of the bus, like had time to stand there with my phone out. Like, oh, 
Yeah, if I would have waited, I could have like I could have been in there like I could have gotten right in Suarez's face and said, "Don't bite me." <laughs> that would have been great. Uh, the only uh, only professional soccer player I've ever seen in person is Megan Rapinoe. The day after they won the World Cup, when I was in Vancouver, because I went to watch it, and then I like she walked by, and my girlfriend at the time was like, "Is that?" I think that was Megan Rapinoe. Like, oh my God, you're right. And then I ran out after her, and then there was a small girl in front of me who like stopped her right as the light was changing to get her autograph. And I was like, okay, I can, I can do the soccer fandom equivalent of giving the foul ball to the kid and just be like, you have your moment. She's gonna cross the street and be long gone. That's fine. But speaking, <laughs> speaking of foul balls and the Premier League, because I'm gonna bring this full circle here. Okay. Hey, segue. The NBC Sports crew, uh, pretty much, have, they've all been touring in America. Arwa White's been on all over Twitter, uh, was at the Cubs game the other day because he's a big Cubs fan. And apparently Graham Wiseau was at a game recently and caught a foul ball. Hmm. And he tweeted, uh, he tweeted a picture of it and just said, guess where the first miss hit of the game went? And I just went, I love the fact that he just called a foul ball and missed it. <laughs> yes. Is that what it's called in cricket? I assume so. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Wait, but no. Cricket, cricket doesn't have foul balls because cricket, you're in the middle of a, cent- of a central pitch. And, like, even if you hit it backwards, the ball's in play. Oh. I could not. Yeah. I have no idea as far as cricket goes. So, I know well, there's I mean, some. Like, I mean, but, there's but wickets. This is a. Mishit is a piece of jargon in tennis, so it very well could cross over to cricket. Yeah. Right. Well, no, because no, because a mishit in tennis is like a fall and like it's out of play. Like in cricket, there is no out of play. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I don't, I, oh well. I don't know. Let's, let's talk about football. Yes. <laughs> right. So I, I I just love the fact that he called it a mishit, and I was yeah. like, I was laughing. I was like, that's that's amazing. Yeah, and then he took the lift somewhere. Also, like when the International Champions Cup kicked off yesterday and uh, United and Barcelona were walking out of the tunnel and John Champion comes on and he goes, we're at the Stadium of the Redskins in that British accent. Oh, my God. I can't tell if that sounds less racist or more racist coming (laughs) from someone with a with an English accent. I was like, I think maybe like I'll side on more just because he didn't say Washington. Okay, he just said Redskins. Yeah, I was like, I feel like these days, like if you say Washington, it's like almost okay. Yep. Yep, 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 still, yep. It's still like, the thing is that it would be one thing if it was just a kind of racist term for someone's skin color, which would also not really be okay. But it was a slang, like, it was a slang term for not just skin color, but scalps. Like, my God. Ugh. Hey, man. Hey, man. The U.S. in the 1920s was a crazy place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well. Let's uh, bring it all back to the Gold <laughs> Cup. On. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's talk about the U.S. Soccer. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yes, the United States won a trophy last night. Yes. So, <laughs> Gold Cup final. Uh, the U.S. took a 2-1 win over Jamaica. Thanks to goals by uh, Paulie's favorite, Josie Altidore. Uh, right before halftime, he gave you the U.S. You know what? I knew, I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. I know. I knew this was going to happen. I knew I was going to have to face the music. And you were going to call me out on it. And it, it well, I mean, I still goal. agree with you, though. Yeah. It's well, just, that's the thing. Because like, fa- people were trying to make me face the music on Twitter last night. And it's like, wait, 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 wait. Like, I'm sorry. Just because the guy smashed a gorgeous free kick, like, 
that doesn't change any of the reality about what he is as a player. In fact, we discussed it on the last episode. Um, first touch. When, like No one has ever said that Josie Altidore cannot run onto a ball and smash it with the best of them. In mm. fact, he's one of the best in the world at doing that. We said last episode, it's his second touch, which is horrendous. And everything else that he does, he's not a good passer. He's not a good dribbler. Uh, he, he doesn't run with the ball well. Uh, he doesn't really contribute anything else to the game, which is true. And uh, he played 90 minutes last night, and I would say he was largely invisible for 90 minutes. Then he took a free kick where he literally took one and a half steps, which was incredible. Uh, he took one and a half steps and just smashed the ball into the top corner, which was insane. That doesn't make him a good player. And well, it doesn't it doesn't make him a great player or undroppable. But it was you know it was one of the best free kicks that I've seen taken by a U.S. men's national team player. I mean, that's a it was that's a big statement. That's a big statement coming literally three days after Clint Dempsey bent a ball around the wall, well outside of the ball, bounced it with enough spin on it so that when it bounced, it curved right into the net. I mean, I said one of. Said, one of. Yeah, one of. But it was, mean... it was still brilliant. And I don't think that, you know, I, I felt kind of bad for Jamaica with their, you know, first-choice goalkeeper going off after 20, 22 minutes. But yeah, but you know think, what? In the second half, the in the second half, their goalkeeper played insane. He made a couple of saves that, that like he had no business, including that save on the Dempsey header. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good one. Like he yeah. had, he had no business making some of those saves. And yeah. So yeah. I mean, he you know, himself well for sure. Yes, I mean, I've I've heard so, like you know some of the MLS because their their goalkeeper plays in the MLS. He plays for Philadelphia, so I heard some of the MLS fans being like, "Oh, well, Blake would have saved that," and I was like, "Dude, that ball hit the crossbar like an inch away from the like the actual like corner." Like, no goalie really saves that. Like, Josie Outdoor smashed that ball. And he, I think he got fingertips to it even, which was mm-hmm. in and of itself kind of impressive. Right. Like, like it's first of all, it's hard to say that, like, you know, sometimes you get a palm on the ball and the shot's just so freaking hard that, like, a palm on the ball doesn't do enough. Nope. You know, your your hand bends backwards and or your arm bends backwards and the ball goes in. Like, you know, so even who's to say that even if he gets a palm on the ball, it goes, it he makes the save. Not necessarily true. Um, you know, what I'm, what I'm continuing to say, though, like, people trying to make me face the music, and I'm just, like, I'm sorry. Like, you know, Josie Asador scoring, like, first of all, he smashed that ball, which is something that no one's ever denied that he could do. He scored a home goal against a CONCACAF team, which is literally his entire career. Is No one has ever denied that he could score home goals against his entire career, like, against CONCACAF teams at all in his career. He the, he still has four competitive goals. Of his 39 goals that he scored for the national team, four of them have been competitive goals that have been scored outside the United States. And he was largely invisible last night. And I just I keep asking asking you like, what does he bring to the team? What does he bring to the field outside of? Outside of that, and, and what's the answer? You know, outside of his hold-up play, and what's the answer? Good biceps. Uh, free kicks. Yeah. <laughs> Good biceps. Right, but well, like, does yeah, but like, is he a invincible free kick nipples? Yeah. 
Is he a free kick maestro? Because like he doesn't usually take free kicks to the U.S. No. If Dempsey's on the field, Dempsey takes them. If yeah. it's a crossing situation, it's Bradley probably. takes them. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you know, it's rare for him to take free kicks. If if Dempsey's on the field, Dempsey takes the penalties, not Altador. So it yeah, and there's there's plenty of people you know like Javi. Like here's a good example: Javier Hernandez, big time poacher. You put him in the box, the ball comes to him in the box, he is going to score. If you take him out of the box, he's not a good soccer player. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't pass well, he can't cross, he doesn't take on defenders well. And I know this because I watched him play all the time. For years I watched him play all the time. Uh, if you, so this is why, you know, United fans and even Mexico just used him as a super sub because he was really good as a sub, he hated it, but that's what he was. When when you were throwing everybody forward and you pummeled balls into the box, if one of them found Hernandez, he found a way to put it in, which mm-hmm. is a skill in and of itself. And he'll continue and, to do it. Right. It's a skill in and of itself, and it's a useful skill. It's a useful skill because balls, like balls that go in the net help you win. You know, that, yes. like, at the end of the day, Goals Fact. count for wins. <laughs> yes. But do you want him on the field for 90 minutes? That was what I always said. And it's hard to say, like, you know, Hernan- like, Hernandez had his moments for Manchester United where he, he played the 90 minutes. You know, he had those. He had that game where he started against Stoke and scored two incredible goals, and they won. But for the most part, he was kind of useless. Now, United could get away with that because they had – Ryan Giggs and Wayne Bruni and Paul Scholes and all these other great players around him. Uh, then he went to Real Madrid where he fared okay playing behind Karim Benzema. But again, when he was on the field, Real Madrid could get away with that because they had Ronaldo and Luka Modric and Gareth Bale. Then he went to Bayer Leverkusen where they were, you know, he scored goals, but, you know, they finished, they like bowed out of the group stage in the Champions League. Uh, that, you know, they were just a mid-table team, you know, because what he does is he scores goals. He doesn't really do anything else. So that's fine if you want to use him, if you have all the players around him to pick up the slack. The U.S. doesn't have that. So it's more like, you you know... is, is, Is what you're saying essentially that the U.S. doesn't have the depth even in a first 11 to afford to start a goal poaching forward? It's not. Well, I mean, the question is, is out the door a goal poacher? And, I mean, a lot sort of, of have just been quick tap-ins and, and that kind of stuff. He's not a guy that creates his own goals. Um, but it's not just the depth. Because you don't need depth. You need those two, three players that are just so unbelievable. You need, you need Dempsey and Donovan in their prime and somebody else you know, to, to do that. So it's, you know, like a lot of fans hate on out the door and a lot of fans defend out the door. I'm trying to think of literally the, the words literally just escaped my brain of what I'm trying to say, which is going to make me sound really stupid here, but it's just, you, it's hard to, to justify starting out the door for 90 minutes because the U S when the U S plays, they need 11 guys. Like, that's just the reality of our situation. We need 11 guys, and it's hard to justify starting one. When we have other players at, at the ready, 
that can contribute in multiple facets of the game, it's mm-hmm. hard to justify starting Altador when he only does one thing. Yep. And he doesn't score enough for it to be No, yeah. Well, it's, it's not that he doesn't. It's not that he doesn't score enough. It's he doesn't create his own goals. He needs the service. He needs this, and he's all he's on the record as saying like he needs to play with a second striker. But that doesn't fit the U.S. Like the way that the the way that the player pool has shaped out these days, the U.S. is better off with playing with three central midfielders and one striker. Mm-hmm. Like just the same way that the rest of the world is adopting that style. And he doesn't fit that. Like, he's not good enough to do that. And that's so for all the goals he does and all the poaching he does and all the finishing he does, is there still a role for him if he can't do everything else? And, and I just I said it a couple minutes ago, like American football would come back into this. Let's look at it this way. In, in American football, you know, you have your pass catching tight end. You have your run blocking tight end. There's a role for both of them. You know, one plays in goal line and short yardage situation. One plays on third and eight. You know, you have your you have your every down running back. You have your change of pace running back. You have your third down running back. There's a role for all of them because you can switch things up on a play-to-play basis. So Altidore has a, a niche that he's really good at, but in soccer you have to play the entire game. So is it worth it for that? Mm-hmm. Well, I got some bad news for you. He turns 28 this year. So we know, are we are, we are stuck with Altidore for at least... We're the least, exact same age, so I'm, le- I am fully aware. At least, I would say, four more years. Probably five. I don't know, though, because uh, as long like Bobby Wood's around, and I think if... First of all, Altidore's hamstrings and his legs and everything, um, they're so unreliable. And... All it takes is an injury during World Cup qualifying or, you know, and Bobby Wood goes out and scores a couple goals or an injury, hopefully, knock on wood. I don't wish injuries upon people, but Marijuana Fellini and Josie Altidore are exceptions. And, you know, an injury before the World Cup and Bobby Wood goes off in the World Cup. And that's all it needs where it's like, hey, we better with one striker or just a new manager after arena to say we're better with one yeah. striker and that striker is Bobby Wood. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I I agree that Bobby Wood should be the first the first choice up front. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we but we should we should talk a little bit about Jordan Morris because I've read a lot of press today mm-hmm. that talks about Morris as having, you know, like really shown that he's got a place in the squad and most people are quick to say okay, you know, he had that one gaff which Okay, that one gaffe could have ultimately led to the U.S. losing this match. Mm-hmm. And I actually thought he put that ball in himself. What's that? I actually thought it was an own goal at first. And, like, I was watching the replays and, like, squinting because, you know, Landon Donovan and Stu Holden don't watch replays. They mm-hmm. just kind of, like, watch them and, and reaffirm <laughs> what they already said. I was just like, like, the way Morris reacted, like, I was like, I think he might have put that in himself. Yeah. I mean, he, I, I think that he, he just realized that he, t- he totally lost his man. Yeah. Right. Totally yeah. Well, now, lost his now, well, yeah, but that's exactly what it was. Also, but like, I was like, we need to see more replays on that. Yeah. yeah. Quick aside, I thought that Taylor Twellman couldn't be topped in terms of former U.S. men's soccer mainstay turned pundit being terrible. And yet, Landon is just gunning for it. Are you surprised? No. Not, 
around, no. really. <laughs> okay, so we're going to take a short little break here. Word from our sponsors, and then we'll be right back to talk more about the Gold Cup final between the U.S. and Jamaica. So I'll be right back after these words. And we're back. We're going to continue to talk about the Gold Cup final. The United States took a 2-1 two, two to one win over Jamaica. Thanks to goals by Josie Altidore and Jordan Morris. Uh, Altidore gave the U.S. the lead right, at the, right before halftime. Then Javon Watson tied things up in the 50th minute. And then Jordan Morris with the uh, game-winning goal here two minutes from time. I got to say that I was half asleep on my couch. Uh, during the sec- oh. during the second half. Oh my god! So I I fired off the text right away because right before Jordan Moore scored that goal, I kind like we were in the 88th minute or something, and I was kind of like, I think I'm at the NHL playoff overtime thing where like when you're a neutral fan, mm-hmm. and I'm just like I'm rooting for anybody to score, and I was like, you know what? At this point, I don't care if Jamaica scores. I, and I was. When Moore scored that goal, I said, I'm more happy that I didn't want have to stay up and watch an extra 30 minutes of this game than the fact that the U.S. actually won. Mm. Well, that that tells you how much the Gold Cup means for Pauly. The, the Silver Cup. The yeah. Silver Cup. In, yeah. 20, yeah. in 2019, we're, we're, it's a different story. Yeah. It'll be the Gold Cup again. Yeah. You'll think they'll have a better team. I we're mean, back to, we're back well, to back silver cup. Fan, uh, we're back to back silver cup champs. We've won three out of the last four silver cups. We are a silver although, cup force. Although to be fair, it, the future of the Confederations Cup is uncertain, and so therefore the you know the golden of the gold cups may be less illustrious because it might not actually you know be as important. But I also I, to me ask. I was thinking about this earlier today, and I feel that the Gold Cup is a similar analog to, say, the the League Cup. You know, what used to be the Carlin Cup. I can't keep track of the sponsors, nor mm-hmm. do I care that much. That's no, why I but... keep calling it the Carlin Cup. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's the EFL Carlin Cup now, right? Yeah. No, uh, well, yeah, well, to me, it's always the Carlin Cup. Yeah, I know. There's something about the alliteration and the fact that I frequently drink cheap beer while watching football that seems to make that right but anyway it's it's the kind of thing where if you're if you're a top top team then you win it and you're like yeah whatever but this would have meant so much to jamaica in the same way that you know if it's easy to snub your nose at the league cup if you are a supporter of Manchester United or Chelsea or Manchester City. What are you but, talking about? What are you talking about? We won the League Cup this year as part of our treble. Yeah. Of the Community Shield League Cup Europa League. Super important. <laughs> Big time. But no, but but exactly. It's it's the kind of thing that a lot of supporters will be like, yeah, whatever. I just wish we didn't have these fixtures clogging our schedule. But if Jamaica had won this, the reggae boys would have been over the moon. You know, and that's actually another and reason why. And you saw why... that because they were they were in tears going up to get their to get their silver medals or their runner up medals. You saw that. Yeah. And Jamaica and I said it. I, I sent a text to my friends last night. Like, it's an enigma. Jamaica. They were runners up at the last two Gold Cups. They yeah. were winless at the Copa America last year with an awful goal differential, mm-hmm. and they didn't even make the hex. And yet they were and, runners yeah. up at the t- <laughs> and like they were runners up at the two Gold Cups like. It's been a weird three years for them. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and 
when and your to your point about the Confederations Cup, the best tweet I saw was like before the game, someone tweeted, "What's on the line for the U.S. is a spot in the Concacaf Cup, which might not happen, which would to to determine a place in the 2021 Confederations Cup, which might be canceled." Yeah. And though I mean the last thing I heard about the Confederations Cup was they are planning on holding it, just not in Qatar. And they would like give Qatar like the Club World Cup or something in December because they don't want to disrupt the schedules. Oh my and they God, would give Yeah, they would give they would give uh Qatar like the Club World Cup and that would serve as like the quote unquote dress rehearsal for the World Cup. Man, that's so oh blah. It's such a mess. It really is. It's a cluster F. Um, having having said that, you look at like you as as Elliot just said, like about the league, about the Gold Cup being like the League Cup, and a, not not so much the Gold Cup, but this quote unquote, as I've termed the Silver Cup. Yeah, I could see it for this one. Like in in 2019, we'll have our player. We'll have Pulisic will be playing. Uh, DeAndre Yedlin will be there. John Brooks will be there. Um, whoever our next Tim Howard and the ne- and hopefully the next Michael Bradley mm, uh, will be there. Bobby, <laughs> oh, get out of here. Bobby, <laughs> Bobby Wood will be there. So like, <laughs> in in that case, you know, I look at it like it's the FA Cup. Yeah. Like you know, your players are playing and it's something you want to win. This one, yes, I. It, you're right. It's probably like the League Cup. But having said that, I don't look at it like. Oh, like I wish we didn't have to play these fixtures. Yeah, no. mainly, mainly because it's July, and I go, well, competitive soccer is better than non-competitive soccer. But is it I the... won't. It is, but I won't wrap my schedule around it. Yeah. So, like, there were just nights where I was just like, well, the U.S. is playing tonight, and oh, I have, I'm going out with my friends. Like, you know, once the semifinals and the finals came, I was like, well, I'm gonna watch this. But for the rest of the game, it was like, well, if this is on, I will. I am definitely going to watch, but I am not going to, you know, be like, oh, I'm, I'm not going to try to make plans tonight because the U.S. is playing. Yeah. Well, 63,032 people made the trip to Levi Stadium. So that's a really good attendance number. Almost, almost a uh, full crowd. Um, capacity is 68.5, so... Not bad at all. I don't know if that's actual attendance or if it's tickets sold, but whatever. It's a it's a good I number. Need the Seb, I need the Seb attendance reports to keep going throughout the season. Now. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll keep it going. Yeah. Like when, we'll we, going. when we discuss Southampton-Bournemouth, I need yes. to be like, well, 25,000 people. <laughs> yep. Yep. We'll definitely keep that rolling. Bo- poor Bournemouth. What do they even take in? 12? Um, I think 11-something. Yeah. I mean, it's tiny. It, it's super tiny. Uh, if we take it's a, a lot bigger than it used to be. If we take a quick look at the top goal scorers, we had Jordan Morris, Alfonso Davis, and Kevin Possumet, all with three goals. So they'll split the, the golden boot there. And then the best 11, I don't know who voted for this, but um, we got Andre Blake in goal. Then we got Graham Susie. Kimar Lawrence, Jermaine Taylor, Omar Gonzalez as the defenders. Midfield, we got Michael Bradley, Jesus Duenas, Darlington Nagby, Alfonso Davis, and then attackers Jordan Morris and Josie Altidore. 
Uh, any any thoughts on that? Yeah, and I mean, my biggest thought was that was what did Altidore win? Uh, not Altidore, Bradley. He won like what the Golden Ball or something? Yes, the he got an MVP or something. Yep, he got the Golden Ball. Well, like, all right. So, Concaf, what did you just tell us that the that the group stage games don't matter? Yeah, you're yeah. the tournament MVP, and you didn't play in half the tournament. Yeah. And you didn't play well in most of the games that you played. I mean, it's just it like it further highlights how the Gold Cup is essentially just a cash grab for Congress. Yeah. Exactly. Know? It's like you you know, and it, Fox's cameras showed Anthony Rendon, I think oh, that's his name, right? I'm no Christian Roldan. Wow, mm-hmm. I'm confusing baseball and soccer. Yep. Um, <laughs> what that's a nationals catcher. Jesus. We've um, gotten close to a crossover episode in a lot of other sports. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but like they showed Christian Roldan, like, and they were like, oh, all six of the guys that were sent home were invited back to this game. Like, no, yes, like, do they even get medals? Like, if you, they better. If you get sent home after the group stage, like, do you get medals? Because, like, you know, this this might not have happened without them. Without yeah. them. Like, you know, they had to, we could have been eliminated before the semifinals if, you know, if we had to play Costa Rica in the quarterfinals, it was only because of that three 0 win that we got to, that we got that that trip to Costa Rica, the Costa Rica and Dallas in favorable weather conditions to us because mm-hmm. weather does play a factor. The Philadelphia game was muggy as hell, and if we play Costa Rica in the quarters, it might not be this way. And and yet you're telling me now, oh, Michael Bradley is a tournament MVP. He didn't play in half the tournament. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit weird. And I mean, same with Altidore coming in and being one of the best attackers. I mean, I know he came in and scored a couple of goals, but on the I mean, whole, and, and on it, the it whole everything you need to. Yeah, on the whole, the I Golden feel like Brew there's was been... The tie. Yeah. The Golden Boot was a tie with three goals. In the last Gold Cup, Dempsey scored seven. Yeah. Mm, uh, Golden Boot Award, like you said. Uh, three players on three goals. And then Golden Glove, that was Andrew Blake. Young Player Award, that was Alfonso Davis. And the Fair Play Award went to the United States. Huzzah. Fair Play. Why? Why do you even have that? I don't understand. Uh, but, yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's, Seb, it's about the kids. It's, it's about the, kids. yeah. Oh, my God. Reading up that dumb line before every game. Be Seb, nice. Remember, Be nice to remember, each other, kids. Remember, Stella's watching. I mean, come on, come on. <laughs> All they have to say we is be, be decent human beings. Okay, cool. Let's play a game. Oh well. Yep. Uh, the U.S. They took home their sixth Concacaf Gold Cup. So go us. There you have it. Man, it's yes. our, yeah, there it's you our go. Third, it's our third silver cup, though. And, yeah. and that that's only because I don't even know which gold cup counted before 2005 because they used to actually be held in the even years. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it, I think it does. I mean, is there, it's the U.S. and Mexico and then Canada won one, right? Yeah. And, and they did it. that by advancing on coin flips. Coin flips. Adios, yep. With that, we'll take another quick little break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about the latest headlines from the Premier League. 
So stick with us, we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Last little part here of the Premier League podcast on FanRag Sports. We're going to take a quick look at the Premier League and the latest headlines. Uh, we saw Everton beat MFK Rusomberuk in the third round qualifiers of the Europa League. This was the first game. Um, goal by Leighton Baines in the 65th minute. Polly, what can you tell me about Rusomberuk? I can't really tell you anything other than I saw on Twitter. Um, I I saw on Twitter that Rooney was in the 11, and that reminded me, oh, right, Everton's playing today. Or Everton, at, the, at that point where I saw it, I went, oh, right, Everton played today. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Rooney scored. I hope he did. Uh, because I really, I, like, I'll be the first one to say it. I hope Rooney scores 20 goals this year. Yeah. Um, I hope he's happy at Everton. They, they run with no pressure. He just goes out there and, and goes back to being Wayne Rooney again. Um, yeah, we we like Wayne then, Rooney here. Yeah, and, and I hope that he plays his way back onto the England team and and maybe isn't the starter, but like is a part of that team that goes to Russia. Mm-hmm. So, I so went, do you think I went, your dog's gonna howl at you now that you're watching Manchester United? I don't know. I mean, he might want to watch some Everton games now. I will see. <laughs> I wonder about I wonder about his kids. Like Rooney's kids, are they still United fans or are they now Everton fans? Oh, uh, like, yeah. Um, I don't know. But yeah, so they. So anyway, yeah. so anyway, I fired up my app to see if Everton won. And before, apparently, Everton were the last game listed. And before I got there, it just said AC Milan won and whoever they played nil. And I just went, oh, right. I went, AC Milan just started their season on July 27th. The team that signed Benucci. Perhaps one of the best center backs, or perhaps the best, but mm-hmm. definitely one of the best center backs in the world, and just signed him in a in an eye turning move. They started their season before August. Yeah, because like, they finished when, in sixth. When that happened, yeah, when that happened, I went, wait, did AC Milan become a giant again? Like, and I didn't know about it, and yet they're starting their season in August mm-hmm. or in July, and then I left. And I traveled. And that's what I took out of the Europa League. Well, I, I think today. that, I mean, this is sort of a side tenure, but I definitely feel like AC Milan can give Juventus a run for their money this year with all the additions that they made. Because they've, they've gone out and spent a lot of money. So it, it would be nice. Cause they it's did, been... but money also, I mean, Watford has done that. Watford's gone out and spent a lot of money. Like, money brings along cohesion. Okay, well, they've and brought we, in quality players. We've seen what happens like when United sign a lot of money and it takes them a while to gel. So right there, that could be enough to set them back from a title race. Uh, Milan, I mean, they, they, they've signed good players. They spend a lot of money, but they've signed really good players. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Maybe we'll take a little look in at this area sometime. But yeah, Everton defeating... MFK Rusum Berok. Uh, and Wayne we, Rooney put in a man of the match performance. Can we can we get a guess here? Which country are Rusum Berok from? I'm gonna read you the full club name. It's, okay, yeah, do do that. I'm not, it, I'm not gonna Google it. Okay, yeah, don't Google it. It's Meski Futbaluvi Club Rusum Berok. This is not Seb's notoriously awful at pronouncing things. Yes. And also, he's the only one of us who's from Europe. <laughs> Their nickname is okay, well, Ruza. I googled, 
I googled Everton and it just came up Everton versus Rusin Barak. So I can now look at the spelling of the name. It does not say where it's from. Yes. All right. Is that fair? Yeah. Give me yeah, a guess. Definitely. All right. What did you say, Seb? Give me a guess. What country? Oh, jeez. Um... I'll give you a hint. It's Eastern Europe. Well, duh. Thank you. Thank you. That was the one thing I was working with already. <laughs> I mean, it's got the it's got the little accent over the Z. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna say Bulgaria. Wrong. That was that was actually what I was thinking, but luckily you said it and it's wrong. Now I am <laughs> not cheating, but I am looking at a map of Eastern Europe. Is that cheating or mm, eh, that's fine. That's fine if you can't think of the countries <laughs> there was right. just a little derision in that one yeah. just like i'm a 50 yeah come on i'm a 50 50 here and i'm gonna go belarus wrong okay so, come on is it, give, is, give so me, then it's romania it's slovakia oh. i was gonna say romania dang it's slovakia yeah okay well their right. stadium holds 4876 people so uh, we'll. I, I'm not even just play a game in like a stadium like that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not even sure that they'll be allowed to play the. I mean, yeah. I'm not. I'm not sure if it's up to code. They might have to play somewhere else. Oh well. It's probably not. Hey, I mean, this is it, it's fun though. I mean, the Europa League in the last round. This is Titanium too, but a Swedish side Östersund knocked out Galatasaray, oh, which is wow, just yeah. Bonkers. Östersund's first ever first ever European Cup game. And they they draw Galatasaray and they knock them out. Uh I mean last year in the uh early stages of the Champions League with that team from from uh um Gibraltar. Mm-hmm. From that team from Gibraltar uh beat Celtic. And to give you a like a a, si- a scope on the size of Gibraltar you don't have to zoom out much on Google Maps to see the entire country. No, I mean, it's basically fact, the size of fact, Brooklyn. In the fact, the Wikipedia picture of Gibraltar shows the entire country, and you yeah. could see it pretty detailed. Okay, now I got to see her. Can Polly do me a favor? Look up how many people live in Brooklyn. Oh, Brooklyn way. Oh, definitely, definitely more oh, than Gibraltar. Oh, my God. Brooklyn. Way more than Gibraltar. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I think it's not even close. No, no, it's not even close. I think I have more people living within like a um, two mile radius from me. Of where you live in Cincinnati. Yeah, because the whole population of Gibraltar is thirty four thousand four hundred eight. Yeah, I think my like the town where my parents are from, which is a, a small like not I mean not a small town but a town. Uh, has more people than that. Yeah. Wow. I, look at the picture of Gibraltar. Yeah, yeah, I like see you it. could, you could tell where the airport is because it's wider than the whole country. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, so yeah, Europa League qualifiers. There we go. Some fun stuff. Uh, so yeah, Everton won a thing. They'll play. Uh, Can't wait for Arsenal it. to come in and beat them all. Remember that, Elliot? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. In all honesty, in all honesty, and I don't say this in a negative way, like at, right now, right off the bat, Arsenal from the get-go should just concentrate on the Europa League for 
And I don't say that in a negative way. I think Arsenal are good enough to finish in the top four this year. But, like, you're not going to beat Chelsea for the title, and neither is anybody else. So, like, why not just go the easier route? Uh, we'll see. I mean, I I agree. I mean, I think Chelsea are the scariest team on the table for the EPL, but mm-hmm. I'm 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 still. You know what? I I might as well because I've got nothing to lose to hold my breath that Lacazette is going to just blow out the gates because he's never had the kind of service that he will have at Arsenal. And maybe he'll score thirty goals, or maybe he won't, and maybe you're entirely right. But, mm-hmm. but like, even if that doesn't, even if that happens, are you gonna win the title? I don't think so. Probably not. Like, would you like at at this point? Maybe it's worth it to instead of finishing second, to finish fifth and win the Europa League and bring home a trophy. Yeah. Speaking of everything, people love though. celebrations for trophies. Oh yeah, of and course. no one has a celebration for second place. Nope. And you've been granted this nice, easy path that I'm like, look, United waltzed through the uh, the group stages last year, and then they were challenged a little bit in the knockout rounds. But for the most part, it was like, you should win the Europa League, and they did. And same thing to Arsenal. Why not? Yep. Like the, if, if you devote all of your attention to that, it's probably better than finishing fourth. Yes. Yep. Uh, speaking of Everton, though, uh, Rona Kuman said earlier this week that he uh, expects Ross Barkley to leave the club. And there's a lot of big clubs being linked with Barkley. United, Spurs, Chelsea, Arsenal. Have I missed something here? Yeah, who's linking them? <laughs> that I don't know. The papers. Tabloid, tabloid, tabloid. It's, yeah. it's tabloid, not. It's tabloid. not the clubs. Because <laughs> I, I don't know. I feel like Barkley sort of. He's not young any longer. He's twenty three. He's turning twenty four later this year. Oh, he's got he's got plenty of time left in his career, but his stock has definitely fallen. Yeah. Hey, man, Jesse Lingard's twenty four. So. Yeah, and he's going to be a squad player. That's what but, he uh, is. Well, wait, but here's here's the answer to this. And like Elliot just said, tabloids, tabloids, tabloids. Ross Barkley is, I mean, not not is at one point at at one like six month period was a, you know, like a prominent England player, and mm-hmm. England still wants him to be a prominent player. And if if an if a prominent England player is going to be on the transfer market, then England. As as a country is going to say, well, clearly the best teams want him because this is a guy who's supposed to be the guy for England. Yeah, but I mean, why? Why yeah, I would think you're, I think you're totally on the nose? Why would Tottenham want to spend close to fifty million pounds to bring in? Barclay? They don't. That's why that. That's why that deal hasn't gone through yet. That, well, like, also, that's exactly why that deal has not gone through. I am. I am surprised. I'm surprised by this in general, right? Like that. That Everton are certain that he's going to leave, right? Like, now that, you know, the prodigal son has returned in Wayne Rooney, why would he not want to stay another year and just, like, see what they can do? Yeah. I mean, is it just, it's just, like, he he clearly wants out? Yeah. I mean, I, he, no, he tri- I, th- I mean, I think this is, a tr- this is just, like, a, he needs to 
get somewhere slash anywhere else. Just to, his development's hit, hit it's hit the wall at Everton. He, he needs to go somewhere else. Yeah, I mean they they still want him. They offered him a new contract worth over a hundred thousand pounds a week, and he said no. So yeah, I mean yeah, we'll we'll see how how much they can get for him, but their asking price is fifty million. I don't think they'll get close to that, but you know, we'll we'll, no. we'll see what happens. Uh, I mean, his yeah, it just I it it frustrates me because I mean, obviously, I'm no Everton supporter, but I have a lot of people who are you know a lot of friends who are, and just like the idea that he's going to really force a move now that Rooney has just come back, it, it I don't know. That's weird. A uh, couple of quick hits here. AC Milan chairman revealed that they have spoken to Diego Costa's agent, Jorge Mendes. So we'll see if Diego Costa ends up going to AC Milan instead of Atletico Madrid, which has been the, the big rumor so far. And then we got Joey Barton. His 18-month ban has been reduced to 13 months and one week. So he will be... Uh, Eligible to play again in England on June 1st, 2018. How about Eric Bai all of a sudden getting handed a three-match suspension in yeah. by UEFA? Yeah, that took a long time. You know what that tells me? That someone didn't pay attention to it at first. No, that the people who work for UEFA get one hell of a summer vacation. Oh, yeah, that too. Yep. So, uh, I mean, at this point, Barton is already 34. Well, I, I don't think he'll it will be be back, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. With that, we'll say goodbye. As always, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm Sib Noren. Polly's P. Quistel WFAN. And Elliot is Keats was better. We'll talk to no you. No final thoughts? Nope. No final thoughts today. We'll save them until next one. week. Okay. Quickly, I have then. final thought. Okay. Chaos's artist still sucks. Yep. Agreed. That's more of a statement, but yes. Um, well, I mean, people will point out, oh, the the winning goal came from his cross, and if you like watch the replay, that cross went to absolutely no one. Yeah, it was a terrible Jamaica header down just by the center it, back. Just headed it right back into play. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, final thought, Giassi's artist still sucks. And with those words, we'll say goodbye. We'll talk to you again next week. Until then, have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank <laughs> you.